The fantasy genre is vast, complex, and has existed for time immemorial. It is a way to escape the drudgery of everyday life, but also a method humanity uses to examine itself in interesting, boundary-shattering ways. We are fascinated with the heights of glory we can rise to, with the depths of depravity in which we sometimes fall. Fantasy gives us an opportunity to reflect on these themes, and let's face it, it's also just plain old fun. Join us weekly on Fridays for the Fantasy in General podcast, where we discuss all things fantasy in general. Thank you so much and enjoy the show. Everyone and welcome to Fantasy in General. Fig for short. For short. Mm-hmm. Extra short. Yeah, very short. Hobbit short. Like a halfling. Like a halfling. And speaking of halflings, mm-hmm. this, as promised, is part two to our Middle Earth chat. It is. It is. But first, we are doing some quotes. And boats. With Kels. And Bob. Quotes and boats. With Kels and Bob. All right, so are you ready? Uh, yes. Okay, this one that I have is a little out of left field. Okay. Okay. And so it's not as easy as the last one. No, it's not as easy as last week's. Okay. Um, this is. It's a double quote, okay? Okay. So two characters? No. Double quote mashup. Okay. Okay, that's what we're going to call it. Uh, Because I I feel like it would give you more hints. Okay, to do both quotes? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I'm like saying them as one quote. Okay. Okay. I will try to do my best. All right. Yet the profound irony was that our killer believed he was providing himself with just those things, vengeance for the child he had been, protection for the tortured soul he had become. He could never have turned his back on human society, nor society on him. Why? Because he was, perversely perhaps but utterly, tied to that society. He was its offspring, its sick conscience, a living reminder of all the hidden crimes we commit when we close ranks to live among each other. He craved human society, craved the chance to show people what their society had done to him. And the odd thing is, society craved him too. That's both quotes? Both quotes. Holy smokes. Hmm. Do you have any idea? I I feel like you know and you're just acting like you're confused. It's not obvious. I'm definitely having to think about it. Okay. We have spoken of this before. Yes. But, hmm, how do I say this? But not on an episode. Oh, okay. Then it's not what I was thinking originally. Okay. For the fig pod, but not on an episode. We've spoken of it as if we're going to do like a future episode maybe? No. Mm. 
I'll tell you my what my gut was. Okay. Okay. Which is obviously wrong because we've done an entire episode on this extremely recently. I was thinking they were talking about V from no. V for Vendetta. No. Um, we spoke about it to Figgies. Okay. Directly. In person. Not in person. Okay. <laughs> Holy smokes. Okay. Um, so there's a killer. Yeah. A tortured past. Is it fantasy? Mm. Is it from The Alienist? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Bam. Yep. Okay. Good stuff. It's a guy's... I need to reread it. Seriously. I think I've only read it once. Really? Yeah. I think Have I've you? read it twice. Oh, okay. And I've read Angel of Darkness, the sequel, once. Yeah, same. But guys... So good. Caleb Carr... Fantastic. ...is a very gifted writer. Yes. And he he wrote The Alienist, and he wrote its sequel, Angel of Darkness. Mm-hmm. And we both started, I think, to read his third book. I did end up reading it. The whole thing? Yeah. It's. I was it's disappointed. It wasn't as good. I think specifically um, but this it, series is good. Yeah, it wasn't. But have you read his Sherlock Holmes stuff? I have. He does Sherlock Holmes good? really well. The he Italian does, oh, secretary. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He does Sherlock Holmes really well. But that home, oh, I can't even think of what the other book um, he wrote is. But gosh. it's. it was his fourth novel, I think. Yeah, it sucked. But it wasn't a sequel. It wasn't part of a trilogy. So the Alienist and Angel of Darkness is one um, entity. Yeah. Yeah. Same characters. Same characters. Yeah. 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 Those are fantastic. Gosh, what was the name of the book that? It was just. I feel like if you're a dude, you it would like it. It had to do with it. New York. Yeah, uh, something of New York. Um... Which I think all of his books do, except for the Sherlock Holmes one. Yeah, that's obviously but it's England. Called, gosh, what is it called? That's gonna bother me. It's not as good. It's it's not. I feel like if you're a guy, you would like it more than me. It was pretty dude. Like I don't know. You think so? Yeah. It just yeah. Like there wasn't a compelling female character. Is that what no, you're? No, not even that. I just felt like the language surrender New York. Surrender, yeah. yeah. Surrender, New York. Uh, which Surrender is a town yes. in New York, so that's why it's called that. Um, I feel like just the language and the way that he wrote was just not as accessible to a female reader. Okay. It was definitely geared more towards men. I, I, okay. felt, I felt like. I mean, the alienist and Angel of Darkness, like you mentioned, is the same characters. There's a very strong female character in those yeah. books. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's really good. And they made a mini series of the alienist on TNT. Did you watch it? I have not watched yet. I have not watched it either. And I heard they're making. I'm nervous about it. You I'm, know? I'm nervous about it too. Cause I want it to be good. Yeah. And I want to read the book again first. Cause it's been, okay. I, I read it in college. It's been a while. It's been so out it's for been a while. Like 12 years. Um, and I heard they're going to make a mini series of angel of darkness. Oh, really? I heard. Yeah. Oh, so apparently right. the alienist one was successful enough to where they feel like they can make a sequel. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah. What's the name of the guy who plays? Uh, oh, Luke Evans. He's in oh, it. Oh, done. Okay, done. 
Dun, 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 dun. He's uh, Bard the Bard, Bowman yep. in Gaston. The Hobbit. And he's Gaston in yep. the Beauty and the Beast live action, which I and did not like. what was he just in that I saw? He's in quite a few things. He's in a movie about Dracula. <sighs> but he... It was something that I just... Oh, um, he's in Nine Perfect Strangers. You wouldn't watch it. It's a chick thing. Okay. Um. Yeah. It's on... Is that on HBO? Hulu. Hulu. Okay. Yeah. But it's based on a novel that's definitely like a woman's read. I mean, you could okay. read it. I mean, you could read it. Thank you. It's just... Thank you for your permission. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, okay. Well, do you have your boat quote? I do. Okay. I do. So... I'm closing my eyes. The... Okay. You're just concentrating. Yep. Okay. Because it's not on my screen. But... Mm-hmm. Okay. So... Also, Middle Earth themed. Oh. So prepare yourself. Okay. Okay. So the Easterlings, mm-hmm. or the Hadrim, mm-hmm. were a race of men who decided that they were going to be in concert with Sauron. Mm. Okay. They were bad people. Mm-hmm. They sailed along a river to get to Gondor to help take over Gondor. To, dis- to defeat it and to destroy it. What was the name of that river? No clue. No, not at all? No guess? No. Do you know any rivers in Middle Earth? No. Like you can throw out a guess? Oh, like I know the Brandywine. The Brandywine? Okay. The Brandywine River is one, but that is not the river that they sell. And uh... This river runs through the region of Rohan and past Isengard. Oh, where the dam is, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, gosh, Saruman sucks. <laughs> um, I don't know. What is it? These trees were my friends. Oh, um, so good. The River Eisen mm. was the name of the river that they sailed down. <sighs> All right. Got to beef up on your Middle Earth geography. I guess. I'm not good at, uh, like, real Earth geography. Like Numenor. I think I'm better than some people Okay. at real Earth geography. You, you know that Africa is yeah. a continent and not a country. Yes, so. You're step, ahead of. Step one, 50%. A certain percentage <laughs> yes. of the population, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, I do need to brush up on that. The problem is, mm-hmm. and we've spoken about this, is that there's just so much. You know, you got to oh. you have to choose do I learn you know our earth history or do <laughs> I learn middle earth history? Cuz you can't have There's both. not enough room. Yeah. There's not enough room. Not enough room on your hard drive? Yeah. Your internal hard drive? Oh, yeah. There are many times in my life where I think to myself, I don't have the capacity for this right now. So we're going to Put that on a flash drive and save it for later. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. Like, no, I can't. I get you. So I don't know. Do I learn Middle Earth everything and just, I don't know, think I'm there? That sounds like a nice life. Yeah, I mean, it's not a bad one. Yeah. So. Learn that Middle Earth geography. Okay, I will. Be like, uh, we need to travel north to Gondor. <laughs> Gondor's in the south. Depends where you are. It, well, I guess that's true. So, <laughs> there you go. Oh, dear. All right. Well, with that, 
let's move on to part two. Okay. All right. As we take a break for a word from our sponsors. Yes. Let's let them speak first. Mm -hmm. Or we speak for them. And yeah. 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 Okay. There we go. Okay. Welcome back to part two of our Middle Earth discussions. It is our second course of meat. Yes. We came back for seconds. We do. Oh, yeah. Yep. Once As you have any a, hobbit would. Once you have a delicious... Yeah, absolutely. Breakfast, Elevensies is next, mm-hmm. right? Se- well, second breakfast. Breakfast, breakfast second breakfast, Elevensies, afternoon tea. No, luncheon, afternoon tea dinner supper yep done yeah sounds delicious so we had steak and eggs for breakfast oh that sounds so heavy well it does but we're hobbits (laughs) okay i'll try if i'm a hobbit and then for second breakfast we have another steak and then another and then another because ladies and gentlemen figgies everywhere this is gonna be a hearty serving. Yes. Yeah. Well marbled ribeye. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so this is our continues origin stories. It does. Our series. A continuation um, of the origin story of a continuation of Middle Earth. Yes. Continuation of a continuation. Affirmative. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's first start talking about the cosmology of Middle-earth. A word that I love. Yes. So in the cosmology of Middle-earth, which cosmology is really sort of an explanation of the origins and order of the universe. Yeah. Is essentially what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, And so with Middle-earth, there is, as we referenced in our first part, a supreme deity. Yes. And his name is Eru Iluvatar. Yes. And Eru Iluvatar creates Ea, mm-hmm. the universe, yep. which contains Arda. Yeah. The planet that contains Middle Earth. Yes. Yes. Yep. So in the beginning, Iluvatar created the spirits named the Enyor. Mm hmm. And he taught them to make music, yes. as we talked about. Okay. So the most powerful of those Enyor was Melkor. Okay. And he disrupted the theme. Okay. As only Melkor would. Yes, because Melkor sought to circumvent. Not cir- Well, circumvent is yeah. probably not the proper word. But, but I, he wanted yeah. to overthrow. Yeah. Uluvatar mm-hmm. and become the supreme being. Mm-hmm. But there's one problem, Melkor. There can only be one. That ain't gonna happen. Just like Highlander. There can only be one. Yeah. Have you seen Highlander? No. Okay. Okay. But there can only be one. <laughs> okay. I mean, noted. <laughs> okay. Um, so then Iluvatar created Ea, the mm-hmm. universe, 
and the anur went to it, but it was empty. Okay. okay. It was formless and void. Yes. Okay. So eventually the anur created Arda, the dwelling place of men and elves. Okay. And yeah. we, we kind of talked about this in our previous episode last week, but so it's the anur that yeah. created? Yes. So Iluvatar doesn't create it through them. He creates no, he them and then them, they create he it. He gives them the music that creates it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And this is, did you mention this is the dwelling place of men and elves? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So yes. this is where, where men and elves are, is mm-hmm. Arda. Yeah. And not just Middle Earth, everywhere. Yes. All over. Correct. All over, all over, all over the world yeah. of Arda. Yeah. Yes. So the 15 most powerful Enyor are called the Valar. Okay. Okay. So Enyor at the top. Okay. And then under that, we have the Valar, which are the 15 most powerful. Okay. So Anur names a bunch of the beings, okay? So branch from that is the Valar. Okay. So okay. all of the supernatural beings are Ainur. Yes. And then the Valar are the 15 most powerful of that group. Yes. Okay. And Melkor is at the top. He's the head boss okay. of the Valar. Okay. Okay. But Manwe was the leader. And Manwe is good. Yes. He has, he's got Eru Uluvatar's back. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. And again, we, we chatted about this original in the first part. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Arda began as a single flat world. Yes. Which the Valar gave light to through two lamps. Yes. Okay. And then Melkor was like, no, no, no. I don't like those lamps. And he destroyed them. Like what? what the heck, Melkor? Yeah, I mean, it just seems like he's that... Like that jerk cousin that nobody wants around. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. No, I I totally get you what know you're what saying. I'm, you know what I'm saying. I'm not going to mention names, but I totally get what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, you know, like, oh, mom, he really has to come over. Yeah, he's family. Yeah, it's gonna be so much more fun. But if he, he always wasn't breaks. There. But he breaks my stuff all the time. Yeah. And then there he goes, breaking lamps. Yeah, Melkor, man, he's just a jealous guy. <sighs> yeah, nobody wants him there. No. I mean, that had to be clear, right? I would imagine, yeah, like the other fourteen Val, the other fourteen Valinor are like, dude, Melkor, what's your deal, <laughs> just, dog? Listen, just relax, you know. <laughs> yes. Just relax. Oh my gracious! Anyways, they must have tried to intervene at first. I wonder if they intervened or if Melkor just did this on the down low, and they weren't prepared. You, because that didn't even cross their mind? Maybe not. I don't know. That he was like a tool? That there was like no way that somebody could even be anything but good or something? Well, I mean, I don't know. You think that Melkor's maybe one of their... He's obviously related to them. Like he's a part of this yeah. this group. I wonder if they were close though or if they kind of all did their own thing. Or, I don't know. You know? Good question. They made music together, I guess. They did. But... I don't know. So Melkor must have been one of them that made the music, right? Yeah. In the beginning. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. He probably played the trumpet. Seems like a Melkor thing. You got something against trumpet players? <laughs> no, no. It just... <laughs> Monwe played the clarinet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's what you did, right? Yeah. Okay, there yeah. you go. Yeah. No, like a flute, you know? I was like a saxophone a nice... player. Sauron would be a saxophone. Oh! Not quite, not quite Melkor's. Whoa! <laughs> so not evil incarnate, but the 
servant of evil incarnate. Yeah. Okay. But like they're buddies, you know. Yeah. I was alto sex. Like you're looking at each other across the band room, like, yeah, dude, I got you. If you go off key, I'll go off key. I have heard told that trumpet players are like the cocky jocks. Of, yeah, of that's band. it's cla- I mean, that's classic. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Okay. I mean, because you okay. you were Listen, well, you were in band high. more than I was. I was only in junior high. Only? Yeah. I oh, me not... too. Oh, oh, I thought yeah. you were did no, 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 longer. No. Oh, okay. No. Okay. No. Just junior high. Okay. My wife was a drum major. Yes. Yeah. She was. And she had a trophy as tall as she was. And she is, present tense, very proud. Oh, she is. Yeah. Very proud of this very tragic picture <laughs> of her in her band uniform yeah. with the trophy. <laughs> um, where were we? Um, back yeah, to... Yeah, so um, I guess... Yeah, the darkness. Eru Iluvatar would be the drum major. Oh, okay. Okay. And then... Yeah, the I guess Melkor would be. I don't know. I don't want to offend anybody. <laughs> anyway, it's, yeah. there are some amazing trumpet players. So. Continue. Yeah. What happens after the darkness is brought? Uh, well, it stays. It stays. Remember the age of darkness. Well, right. For like a, a long time. Oh, so you're gonna talk about that a little bit more? The age of darkness. Well, he just it brought on the age of darkness, and that it did lasted a very long time. Thousands of years. Yeah. And then uh, the two trees of Valinor were created to give light to the new homeland. Yes. Okay. So what happened after that? So the, I mean, this is very rough summary. Okay. So those were created and then what? This is real quick, guys. Yeah. Like we are not diving super deep into this because it would take. Years. An entire podcast. <laughs> yeah. Like the series and there, of the podcast. I mean, and there are podcasts for that. There are. There's yeah. a podcast that goes like line by line through Lord of the Rings. It's been going on for a few years, and they're only to the Council of Elrond. Man. Which sounds awesome. I mean, it does. It does. <laughs> but yeah. super nerdy. Yeah. I mean, you have to think like, you, we're already, if we start now, we're already so far behind. Oh. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So. And so... So these two trees of Valinor are created to give light to the homeland. And after that, after a significant period of time, many ages, the Valar are like, okay, Melkor, enough's enough. Yeah. And they go and they catch him and they imprison him and punish him in order to attempt to rehabilitate him. Okay. Because that Hmm. always works. Yeah, it always does. I mean... Yeah. In prison, <laughs> listen, if you don't like somebody, put them in prison, punish them, and then they will get better. They're like, oh. They will become good. I see the light. Yes. Yeah. 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 It makes total sense. Totally. Yeah. For yeah. sure. So Melkor is eventually released. Um, I don't know that, I don't know if he escapes or if they're like. Mistake. Yeah. I don't know if he escapes necessarily or if they're like, you know what, Melkor's good now. He's 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 good Gosh, to go. So he's released from prison, and what's the first thing he does? <laughs> this guy, you know? He poisons the trees. So after he does this, which, mm-hmm. I mean, come on. You could I probably... I mean, he just seems rude, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he could. you could probably figure out like, this is going to happen. Like, that's the first thing that he does. I know. First <laughs> thing he does. 
So then the other. And nobody f- had eyes on him, you know? Apparently. Nobody had eyes on him. Too much trust. Yeah. Too much trust. So the Valar, in response, take the last two living fruit of the trees mm-hmm. and use that fruit to create the moon and the sun. Oh, so then he can't take away the light anymore. Yeah, I guess it, now it's an eternal light. Yeah. Okay. They place it above him. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Okay, so then before the end of the Second Age, uh, when the men of Numenor rebelled against the Velar, mm-hmm. uh, Eru Iluvatar destroyed Numenor Man. and separated Amman from the rest of Arda. Yes. And then formed new lands. So this made the world round. So this is what made it round. So interesting. Yeah. So only Endor remained of the original world, and Endor, or Middle Earth, had now become Eurasia. That's what they called it? I guess. Because, like, Eurasia is an actual region in the real world. I know. Oh, okay. I mean, I know Tolkien kind of modeled it after the real world, but that kind of makes sense. Yeah. So this is kind of how the Earth went from flat to round. Yeah, we speculated all about this that. T- turmoil. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We speculated about that in the last episode. Yeah. So, yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. So, there are obviously, as we have referenced some of them, various inhabitants yes. of this universe. There are. Um, or of this cosmological thing going on. There are obviously the Ainur, which mm-hmm. are. They're supernatural beings. Some of them have more power and more prestige than others, but they're pretty much kind of parallel to what we would consider to be angelic beings. Yeah. I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, most of them do the bidding and will of Eru Iluvatar, but yes. there are obviously those such as Melkor and those of his ilk that rebel against him. Yeah. Um, they spoke a language called... Valeri- well, at least the Valar did, the yeah. higher up ones, which yes. kind of, to me, seemed to parallel. So there's 15 of them, and they seem to kind of parallel almost like archangels. Yeah, like more like more responsibility, kind yeah. of, like higher up yeah. angels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they speak Valar. They speak Valerian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they also, though, are known to speak uh, black speech created by Sauron. Are they, they the all ones, speak no, it? No, the ones that went with Sauron. The bad ones. Yeah, so okay. those are kind of the two languages that are spoken. The okay. two main ones spoken strictly by the Valar. Okay. Yeah. So within the Anur, okay, we have Valar and Maiar. Okay, so are Maiar like a... They're lower than lesser, the Valar? Lesser, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Yep, yeah. And so... Some Maiar that you would know yes, are wizards. They are. These are the wizards. Well, not all of them, but wizards are Maiar. Right. They yeah. become embodied. Yes. They have a corporal, cor- corporeal form. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So outwardly, they resemble men, but they do possess greater physical and mental power, and they were called Istari. Yes. We see that with Gandalf. 
mm-hmm. when he's referred to in The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. There are some that call him a Maiar. There are some that call him, refer to him as Tari. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is, this is, encompasses. So many names for one thing. Yes. That's where it gets confusing too. Because different, these different inhabitants even have different names for different Yes, they do. And so there's so many different names. Yes, yes. So all wizards are Maiar, Mm -hmm. but not all Maiar are wizards. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. And those that are wizards are referred to as the Istari. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what is the purpose of wizards? Like they they exist in Middle-earth. They all have different responsibilities, so sort of like different specific responsibilities. But what is their general purpose? So they were sent by the Valar uh-huh. to assist the people of Middle-earth to contest Sauron. So really to help destroy him. So that okay. was their specific purpose was for that. Okay. Did all of them go and do that? No. Right. They clearly have their own free will and they can do whatever they want. Yeah. But that's why they were sent there. Because they do have free will. Yeah. Okay. No, they were sent there to... Oh, I see what you're saying. Defeat Sauron. And Sauron himself is a Maiar, correct? Yes. Because... Melkor is... Melkor is an Ainur or an Avalor. Is a Yeah. And, yeah, I believe Sauron is a Maiar. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. An incredibly powerful one. Yes. Very, very much so. Yes. So there are five Istari or Maiar yes. wizards. Yes. Five wizards. Uh, we have first and foremost Saruman the White. They mm-hmm. all have different colors too. They do. Yeah. Uh, Saruman the White, which is kind of the top ranking of the wizards. He is, yeah. Yeah, he's like the head. He I is. Guess. He's He's supposed to be the one that, in Middle-earth lore, he's supposed to be the one that is sort of the anti-Sauron. Mm-hmm. He's the most powerful. He's the leader that goes against Sauron. Supposed, wow. like he's supposed oh. to be. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. So he earned much in the art of craftsmanship, mechanics, and metalworking. As very clear. It is very it's clear. Made very clear. Yes. It is very clear. Which interesting point. I don't know if we're going to get to this later or not, but there are is a lot of speculation that the character of Saruman was inspired mm-hmm. by Adolf Hitler. Oh, really? He has a very Oh. Melodic, hypnotizing voice. Mm-hmm. And he, Hitler and the Nazis were, you know, obviously evil, but they made profound um, advancements mm-hmm. in terms of mechanical technology and warfare. Tanks, oh, okay. submarines, airplanes, things like that. Okay. Okay. And so... Well, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because when you think about it, I mean, World War II ended in 1945. Yeah, so that that would be yeah. after that. So yeah. there's a lot of people who speculate Hitler had a lot of influence on the Saruman hmm. character. Makes sense. Yeah, I think yeah, so too. Makes sense. Who else, who's really the most <sighs> iconic and most beloved? Gandalf the Grey. Gandalf the Grey. Soon to be Gandalf the White. Eventually Gandalf the White. Yes. Yes. But Gandalf the Grey, lover of the Gardens of Lorien. Mm-hmm. And so he knew much of the hopes and dreams of men and the elves. Yes. Um, so he really, he was one with them. He, he was with them all the time. Yes. He walked with them, lived with them, 
Um, everybody knew Gandalf. Yeah. He seems to care a great deal for them. Which really seems to be his role in Middle-earth. He mm-hmm. is somebody who really performs a lot of diplomatic functions between yeah. the races of Middle-earth. For the advance of men and elves. Yes. For, oh, he clearly wants them to better themselves. For, yeah, for their best interests. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and then we have Radagast the Brown. Love me some Radagast. And he loved the things of nature, both animals and plants. Yes. Dear Radagast. Dear Radagast. Um, he unknowingly, did you know this? That, I guess I didn't realize this, reading Lord, I don't know. Um, but he unknowingly led Gandalf to Saruman mm-hmm. when Saruman betrayed Gandalf. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't think I knew that. Unknowingly. So, forgiven. Yeah, you know. forgiven. Yeah, I don't. I didn't think that I knew that either when I saw that. But yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. But yeah, he doesn't seem to, not that he dislikes them, but doesn't seem to care as much for the humanoid creatures of Middle-earth. No. He's more drawn to animals. Yes. And beasts. Fair enough. Yeah. Lots of drama. Oh, so much drama yeah. in Middle-earth going Lots on. Lots of drama. And then there's the two blue wizards. Yes. Which are very mysterious. Yes. Not a whole lot is known about them. They're not specifically named by Tolkien. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. So where do the... So there are names that are speculated for them. Where do those There's come from? There's quite a few names that are speculated. Okay. I don't know. You know where they come from? No. Okay. Alatar, Palando, not sure. Yeah, no idea. Like I've, I think I've said before, I picture them being twins. Yeah, twinsies, you know. They look alike. Yeah, they're like, okay, we're on uh, Arda now. Let's go explore. Bye. Yeah. yeah, totally. I don't know what they do. Nobody really knows what they do. They but... definitely didn't help. No. So, <laughs> Gosh. the end. They're useless. So, funny thing. Mm-hmm. The wizards are Maiar. Correct. Okay. Balrogs are also Maiar. That is very interesting. Mm-hmm. That's not something that I realized yeah. before. Yeah, so they're the same types of beings. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're incredibly powerful mm-hmm. and fearsome. Are they creations of Eru Iluvatar? Or are yeah. they creations of Melkor? They, I would, I would assume that Eru Iluvatar created all the Valar and Maiar, mm-hmm. and then those that defected, I guess... Went to follow Melkor. Yeah. Okay. It makes sense. It makes very, it ma- it makes sense for sure. And they so they're obviously they're demonic creatures. Mm-hmm. They're quite powerful. Actually, in Tolkien literature, they do not have wings. Oh, really? They have wings in the movie because it made it scarier. It made it freaky. Yeah. 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 Um, they are fallen Maiar, um, and they are loyal to the first Dark Lord. Hmm. Known as Morgoth. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Morgoth is a underling of Melkor at one point? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Before Sauron. Melkor, Morgoth, Sauron. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yep. Um, and by the third age, there's only one remaining. Yeah. The one 
that we find in Moria. Mm-hmm. He's Durin's Bane. Man, Moria. What a cool looking place. That is a great, it's in the Fellowship. It, okay. And it's a great, okay. a great piece of the story. It is. It really is. But very good. that last remaining Balrog is vanquished. By? By Gandalf. By Gandalf. Coming through. Yeah. Fly, you, you shall not pass. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Fly, you fools. Yeah. Uh, then finally, we have Sauron. Yes. Yet another Maiar. He is a Maiar, but Gosh. he is obviously a fallen one. Yes. Um, and he is the chief of the fallen Maiar. Yeah, he is. Yeah. And um, very powerful. He is incredibly very powerful. Very powerful. To the point where the other Maiar, the wizards that we mentioned, don't really want to engage him in no. open conflict. No, they kind of wait, bide their time, figure out the best course of action in order to take him down. Yeah. Yeah. It's he's it's terrifying. He yeah, he's he's got he's he's fearsome. He's got a lot of mojo behind him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For whatever reason. But there are also, these are not the only inhabitants of Middle-earth. They're also what are known as the free peoples of Middle-earth. Yes. And who is, or what, is the oldest race of the free peoples of Middle-earth? Well, okay, hold on. Okay, so sorry. I'm going to do a little quote okay. real quick. Go for it. Okay, this is none other than Treebeard speaking. Okay. Okay. So first came the four, the free peoples, eldest of all the elf children. Okay. Dwarf the delver, dark are his houses, ent the earthborn, old as mountains, man the mortal, master of horses. And this was Treebeard talking. But mm-hmm. after encountering the hobbits, Marion Pippin, he adds that hobbits are the fifth free people. Okay. So there were four. Treebeard says that there's five now. Because he's never encountered hobbits before. Yeah. Yeah. And so then he adds the fifth line, half-grown hobbits, the whole dwellers. <laughs> so there you go. The yeah. free peoples of Middle-earth. Those are the five free races yeah. of Middle-earth. Orcs, goblins, they don't count. No, they are because they're not free. Oh, they're enslaved by yeah. the dark. They're enslaved. That's true. Yep. Very true. Very yep. true. So of the free peoples of Middle-earth, let's talk about dwarves first. Yes. Let's talk about dwarves. I love dwarves. I love them too. <laughs> I just think that they are so funny they, and terrifying. They're hilarious. And they all have what you picture to be very aggressive Scottish accents. Oh, absolutely. 100%. <laughs> yes. Extremely aggressive. Yes. Not the nice Billy Boyd. Okay. No, he's got a soft voice. Like the, uh, like just that rough... Oh, yeah. In the Scottish Highlands. Yes. Yeah. Kilt wearing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Just very, yes. very beautiful. aggressive. Beautiful, but also scary. Dwarves are beautiful? No, the accent. Oh, the accent. Okay. Yeah, for sure. I, I would have to say no to that last question because they can't even tell the difference between um, male and female dwarves. They're men and women. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Oh, gracious. But dwarves have a preference as to where they like to live. Yeah. They prefer rugged terrain. I mean... They like to live in mountains and caves. I mean, it's pretty easy to know why. 
what what's that reason? Well, they're trying to mine. They do like they so dwarves do love Gold. shiny things. <laughs> yes. Lovers of shiny things. Gold, silver, mithril, yeah. jewels. They love it. And so they're pretty much not necessarily limited, but they are drawn to places like Erebor, mm -hmm. the Lonely Mountain, which yeah. we see in The Hobbit, mm -hmm. uh, the Iron Hills, the Blue Mountains, and of course, Moria. Moria. Khazad-dûm. Also called Khazad-dûm in the Misty Mountains. Yes. Um, so, what was I going to say? Oh, back to how much they loved gold. So yes. they loved it so much and mined so deep and every that... They were given rings, mm -hmm. but they lost them <laughs> <laughs> within all of their gold. Oh, my gracious. They were rather, during their peak, they were a very wealthy oh, race. very powerful. Yes. Very powerful, but not, not in a good way because people didn't like them. No, they because, didn't, yeah. They didn't share. Exactly. You know? They hoarded their wealth. Yes, yeah. Similar to dragons. Yeah. So that's why, you know, when we see in uh, The Hobbit, nobody came to their aid. Yeah. People didn't so, want to deal with them anymore. Yeah. They were like, you know what? Fine. Yeah. Let a dragon come. Like, forget you, dwarves. Yeah. Yeah. They were very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, they isolated themselves. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They went mad. They did. They really did. Not all of them. Some of them. I mean, Gimli. I love him. Yeah, oh a yeah. Lot, a lot of dwarves are good. I'm oh. just saying that some of them, with their greed, went a little bit nuts. Thorin? Yeah. Thorin Oakenshield? Yeah. Who later redeems himself. Yeah. But dies. And then he dies. Yeah. So. But Gimli, even in the beginning, is gruff and doesn't want to oh, deal with yeah. people. But well, he... I think that at the beginning, everybody has their own prejudices against each other. Yes, absolutely. So... And I think because of the history of, that we see with the Hobbit and uh, what happens with the dwarves of Erebor and the other races, Gimli has, he has like inherent prejudices towards the yes. elves. Like the elves and the dwarves, the elves and the men, the, you know, yes. everybody yes. has issues with each other. Everybody yeah. does. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Speaking of elves. Speaking of. There are another race, and technically the oldest race of free peoples yes, of Middle-earth. they were the first created. So uh, he fir the first created of Eru's children to awaken. awaken mm -hmm. er, sorry, Eru. Um, and they have a special love for light and an inner spirit endowed with unique gifts. Yes. Yeah, very unique gifts. Very they unique have, gifts. They're the only race that is technically immortal. Yes. They can die, but not naturally. Right. They can be yeah. killed, but yeah. they're not going to die a natural death. Yes. Of yeah. old age or disease. Yeah. Right. So they can't be sick or scarred. But this is interesting. If an elf dies from violence or losing the will to live from grief, which we kind of saw with um, Arwen a little yeah, bit. Yeah, a little bit. Um, their spirit goes to the halls of Mandos, mm -hmm. and as they are bound to Arda and cannot leave until the world is broken and remade. Wow. Yeah. It's intense. That's so why they go to the West, the so, Grey Havens. Yeah, so you don't really... The choice to fight with men, I guess, is a very 
serious choice for them. Yeah, I guess so. Because their spirits are bound. Mm-hmm. So. Very interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. They have, like you mentioned, they have a lot of special gifts mm-hmm. um, that are inherent to their race. Um, for example, they can basically, I guess, be weightless. Yes. Almost. Well, as we, yeah. Like we see it with, with Legolas yeah. in the Fellowship of the Ring. It's like, no problem. They can walk on top of freshly fallen snow without mm-hmm. sinking into it. Yeah. Reminds or me even of making the, footprints. Reminds me of the Featherfall spell in Dungeons and Dragons. Um, yeah. Yeah, you don't know what I'm <laughs> no, talking I don't about. Know. But yeah. Tried to get you to know what I'm talking yeah, about. I know. But you haven't, I know. You haven't, you haven't divin, 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 deep? Delved. Dove deep? Dove. Delved. There you go. Yeah, delved. Good one. Yeah. Delved deep into that one yet. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah, like you said, they can basically move along surfaces and leave no trace as to whether or not they've passed or not. That'd be cool. It'd be super cool. So then there are different kind of races of elves. Yes. Different sects of elves. Mm -hmm. What are they? Well, there are the Sylvan elves. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, Sylvan Elves, I believe, are lower-ranking elves, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we kind of get a... If you've seen the mo- the Hobbit movies, you get a little bit of a hint of that when... Um, oh, what's her name? Evangeline yeah. Lilly's character. Yeah, I don't know, because she's not real. But uh, she's not real. No, she was created solely yeah, for the movie. Annoying. But she talks to Thranduil, Legolas's father... And she assumes at one point that Legolas's father is going to create a match between her and Legolas and goes, I didn't think you'd let your son, you know, be joined to a lowly sylvan elf. Mm-hmm. So they're elves, but on the hierarchy, they're a little bit lower. Yeah. There's also the Nandors, the Nandorian elves, the Avari. Oh, wait a minute. I'm sorry. Nandor and Avari are, are they a symbol? Are they the same line? Are they are they split from the same line? Mm. Or the no, Sylvan Elves are no, they're from... different. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I apologize. So, anyways, the Sylvan Elves are of the Nandor and Avari descent. Descendants. They're descendants of the Nandor and Avari lines. And they inhabit Mirkwood and Lothlorien. Yes. Okay. There's also higher elves, of course, uh, which you would see among the nobility of elves like thranduil his son legolas you have uh galadriel definitely yeah and yeah they're they're higher up there yeah and so even though they're all elves they kind of have a caste system a little Mm -hmm. bit yeah um the language they speak is sindarin Mm -hmm. one of the many languages spoken by the elves and then we also have kenya Quenya, mm-hmm. which is kind of a more ancient, more ancient language. Okay. From the dawn of the elves, pretty much. Yes. And then Sindarin is a more modern language. Okay. Yeah. But it's all under the umbrella of Elvish. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So both of them are similar, but they do differ in grammar and structure. Yes. Yeah. So. And the elves are very... Oh, it's interesting to exp- like different elves have different ways of viewing the world and interacting with the world. Mm-hmm. So you have like the elves of Lothlorien, Galadriel, and uh, oh my goodness, I'm blanking on her husband's name. Oh, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, man, 
That's I terrible know. that I'm blanking on his name. But they are, they're open to dealing with other people. They are definitely a little uppity. Oh, yeah. But they will deal with other people, and they're not necessarily hostile, but Celeborn. they're cautious. Celeborn. Ke- Celeborn. Celeborn. Celeborn, that's yeah. right. Celeborn and Galadriel. They're open to dealing with other races, but they are definitely cautious. And then you have people like the elves of Mirkwood with Thranduil, who is the king there of the Woodland Realm. No, Woodland Realm is Lothlorien, right? I can't remember. Um, but anyways, Mirkwood, the region of Mirkwood... They are openly hostile. Yes. To other races. Yeah. They don't even want to deal with Very them. Very much. Don't want them in their lands. Don't want to deal with them. Nothing. Mm-hmm. So they differ a little bit in in that way. Yeah, definitely. But definitely one of the favorites of Middle Earth, the elves. Oh yeah. Yeah, easy. I think people. Would, I mean, it's who wouldn't want to be an elf? Well, they're definitely the most interesting with their history. They, they have the most depth in their history. Yes. You know. Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, and they seem to kind of almost have a universal consciousness. Yeah. Like they all know everything yeah, about it. Yeah, there's some weird stuff happening with the elves. It's hard to wrap your head around. Yeah. A little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we talked about this a little bit before, but like. They all seem to, obviously, elves start off as children, I would imagine. But yeah. they all stop aging at, like, the peak of physical perfection. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Just like, yep, we, we reached it. Perfect. Yes. Yeah. You don't see old elves. No. Mm-mm. Like, the oldest looking elf we see in the movies is probably Elrond. Yeah. And even he's... He looks good. He's kind of pretty. You know? Yeah, he looks good. He's got some nice little... What do you it's call the these eye, things? The little eyebrows. braids going down yeah, the sides. Yeah, the eyebrows, you know. Oh, Thranduil yes. and Elrond with the brows. They do have impressive brows. Yeah. So those are the two oldest races of Middle-earth, dwarves yeah. and elves. Mm-hmm. What is... Well, we've, we've, we've mentioned them already, but... Men. They become... Eventually, they're going to become the dominant race. Yeah. Yeah. So the men. The men. Yes. Men become the dominant race of Middle-earth. The men. And so we kind of chatted about the island of Numenor. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when that fell, only the faithful escaped. And then they went and founded the twin kingdoms of Gondor and Arnor. Yes. Okay. So they were known in Middle-earth as the Dunedain. Mm-hmm. And as leaders of these kingdoms, they were able to lead the resistance against Sauron and preserve the men of the West as free people. Yes. So they really led the way against Sauron. They did. Front lines. They did. And they're referred to as the men of the West because Numenor was to the West of Middle Earth. Mm -hmm. Um, It was an island nation. And Arnor, I believe, was ruled by, well... There were other kings intervening prior to that, but Arnor was ruled by Elendil. Okay. And I believe Gondor was ruled by Isildur. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He was he was Elendil's son, but he ruled the southern Arnor's to the north, Gondor's to the south. Okay. And Gondor's on the border with Mordor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they're like really the first line of defense. Oh, yeah. Like, right up next to it. Well, and that was their argument, was they had been, like, who are you? Yes. We've been dealing with them for ages now. Yeah. Constant threat. Back up. 
Yes. You know? Yeah. Constant threat. Yeah. And by the time of the Lord of the Rings, Gondor, like Arnor's gone. Yes. The kingdom is no longer existent. And Gondor was once an expansive kingdom mm-hmm. that dumped, like uh, Gandalf at one point mentions that basically Gondorians used to rule over all they surveyed. Mm-hmm. But by the time of the Lord, the War of the Ring, Gondor has pretty much shrunk to it's a city state. Yeah. Is yeah. pretty much all it is. So the so what happened to the descendants then? So the the race of men eventually gets diluted, um, and they start to live because initially Numenorians lived centuries, mm-hmm. very long lives. They were not immortal like the elves. But similar to dwarves, they could live for hundreds of years. So as time goes on, that seems to dwindle and decrease. They mm-hmm. were also extremely huge. Like the they were stood like seven feet tall or over seven feet tall, and they kind of come down to what we would consider now to be your average human beings. Um, and but most humans are like that in Middle Earth. Most men, but there is a certain sect of the population, a very small one, that are known as, they're still known as the Dunedain. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they are direct descendants of the royal family of the Numenorians. Yes. And they become rangers, or at least part of them become rangers. Yeah. And this is where we find Aragorn. Mm-hmm. He is a direct descendant of Isildur, who is a direct descendant of Elendil, who were all descended from the Numenorean line. And like we mentioned, I think, in the last episode, Aragorn, at the time of the War of the Ring, he has the appearance of a man in his prime, like in his 20s or 30s, but he's 87 years old. Yeah. So he's had a lot of experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So then the largest group of free men in the countries of Gondor and Rohan, so those they spoke Dalish and Rohirric. Okay. Yeah. So those are kind of the biggest languages that are spoken by men. Okay. And then we do see some men. Well, I mean, I guess, I guess, um, uh, Aragorn speaks Elvish because he grew up with the elves. He grew up with the elves, right. But men don't really know Elvish. As as a general principle, no. Okay. So those are the main languages, Mm -hmm. I guess. Um, so yeah. The, the the biggest areas that we see in Lord of the Rings, at least, are Gondor and Rohan. Yes. Yeah. And the uh, Rohanians? Rohanians? Because the Rohirrim is their military. Yeah. The Rohanians, I guess, Rohanians? is what you would call yeah. the descent, those people. They used to be a part of the kingdom of Gondor. And the they approached... Gondor and requested permission to establish their own kingdom because they were different. They oh, were, okay. They were the horsemen, right? And that's yeah. They they, have a different they are very clearly very different. Yes. Yeah. They have a different way of living, different yeah. lifestyle, and they approached Gondor and requested that they have their own separate kingdom, and it was granted to them by Gondor. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, and then of course we, um, speaking of the Hobbit, mm-hmm. we do see the men of Dale. We do. And so that's kind of an area where we see men in there as well, but obviously yeah. not huge, but No, but it, yeah. but it's a significant humanist human civilization. Yeah. 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 All right, so let's move on to 
another group of free peoples. Yes. They're so sweet. They're one of your favorites. And terrifying. A little scary, but yeah. also endearing. Yeah. So the Ents. Yes. Yep. So the Ents were an ancient race, and they were tree-like creatures, obviously. Not trees. They are not trees. <laughs> no. Yeah. But they have become like the trees they shepherd. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So they were created by Yavanna mm -hmm. and given life by Eru Iluvatar. So is Yavanna a uh, Meyer? I, I would guess Yavanna is a uh, Valar or a... Um, like one of the 15... Anur, yeah. Valor. Mm -hmm. Valor yeah. is what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Valor. One of the 15 Valor. Yeah. Okay. And... Um, yeah, so they are large. They have the appearance of trees, but mm -hmm. they are not trees. Don't dare call them Do a tree. Do not call them a tree. They mm -hmm. are a shepherd. Listen. And the forests of Middle-earth, such as Fangorn and Mirkwood, they are ancient. So old. They've been around since like... Well, Fangorn is the oldest. It's been around since the beginning of time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's there's lots of memory there, lots of... We find out in Lord of the Rings lots of anger. Yes. Mm -hmm. Due to the horrors that have ha that have happened to it and that sort of thing. So, yeah. Like, just come into the forest and do whatever you want. Like, no. Yeah. These Ents are going to get mad. Watch out, Saruman. They are going to get mad. They're coming for you. Yep. So, what kind of... So, obviously, we've talked about languages of the different free yeah. races of Middle-earth. Mm -hmm. What languages do the Ents speak? Well, very simply. Okay. Old Entish. Okay. And new Entish. <laughs> they like to keep keep things simple. They do, and I appreciate it. I do too. They're not very complicated. Yeah, they're they're very easy to understand. Yes. And then by the third age, they were dwindling. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of Ents left. They lost their wives. Yes. <laughs> they lost the Ent wives. What that means, I don't know. Nobody knows. Nobody knows what happened to those poor Ent wives. I think Tolkien was asked about this in an interview one no way, time. Really? And he said, nobody knows. Even he They're didn't just lost? Even he didn't have an answer. That's he said so sad. he was asked, What happened to the Ent wives? And he was like, hmm, nobody knows. It's just uh, Treebeard. Seems no nonchalant, so nonchalant about it. You know, I know. What I mean? uh, Seems like a big deal. Yeah. Oh, we lost them. So that's the end, but really. But I'm curious as to how old somebody like Treebeard is. Well, he is one of the oldest things of Middle Earth. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. One okay. of the oldest beings, yeah. So are they immortal, do you know? Or just extremely long-lived? I long -lived? just very long-lived. Okay. I don't think they're immortal. Okay. I don't think so. So then we have the Hjorns. Mm-hmm. Which, so I put the, we put this under Ents because they're a close kin to Ents. Yes. And it's very unclear if Hjorns, I don't even know if I'm saying this right, were just trees that became aware. Okay. Or if they were ants that became more tree-ish. Oh, interesting. Yeah. But they specifically are in Fangorn Forest. You see that in the movies, the self-aware trees. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. And so uh, one, of, one of the Hjorns is the one that makes the decision to attack Isengard. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Not the Ents. Okay. No, I forget his name. I forget. I don't know. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So we don't know. Are they trees? Are they Ents? Somewhere in between. The Ents would not appreciate that. Probably not. But. No. Here we are. And like you mentioned, I see here on the outline you have that Treebeard is the oldest living thing that still walks beneath the sun upon this Middle Earth. Yes. That includes Tom Bombadil? Is Tom Bombadil a living thing? (laughs) I don't know. Me neither. It's a good point. Yeah. It's a valid point. Yeah. Yeah. So Treebeard and Saruman, fun fact, uh, used to walk together and talk together through Fangorn Forest. Saruman used to be good. He used to be buddies with Treebeard. Yeah. And now he's not. Now it's a sad time. And Treebeard, well, he needed to be made aware that he was not happy with him, I guess. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Totally. I mean, he's destroying Fangorn Forest. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And uh, because of that, mm-hmm. like you mentioned, the Huron who mm-hmm. made the Huron, is that the correct yeah. pronunci- pronunci- yeah. pronunciation? Sure. sure. Uh, made the decision to attack uh, Isengard. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Ents lead that battle against Isengard and devastate Isengard. And it is an event mm-hmm. known as the Last March of the Ents. And they release. The River Eisen. They do. As I have learned. That's correct. It yes. is the River Eisen. Yeah. And that arguably, mm-hmm. that whole sequence of the movie is the best sequence I've ever seen in my life. It's pretty epic. That with... Mary and Pippin are throwing rocks at yeah, orcs. Yeah, that and then what's going on with Sam and Frodo and what's going on... Uh, it with um it's same time as the battle of helms deep yeah the battle of helms deep like all of that just and they're just showing those back i'm getting chills right now it's lots I of just lots of good guys winning yeah yes and just the music it is pretty and epic. hold on little hobbits and just seeing i don't know something about the ents coming together and doing something about it yes and being like no 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 mm-hmm. not my forest yes those were my friends i know yeah absolutely these trees were my friends and it's not that you know what i i i like about it is that treebeard and his friends mm-hmm. did not come for the hobbits they didn't come for the men they didn't come for the elves they came because their friends were killed. That's right. And so I just, they did that specifically for their tree friends. They did. So I don't know. You it's know what moving. I, Very I don't know, moving. I don't know why, but I think it's cool in that sequence of events in the films when they release the river and it's flooding Isengard and destroying everything and stuff like that. The ants are super cool because they just plant their feet down on the ground <laughs> yeah, and like root like, into the ground. Made and for this. They're just like, yeah. <laughs> just let the river come while everything else gets washed away. One of my favorites is when uh, a couple of the trees are on fire and they just kind of like dunk their heads <laughs> into the water. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like, no problem. No worries. No worries. Uh, but so it good. Is, it is going back to the um, comparison between uh, Saruman and, and Hitler. Yeah. Um, 
and you know the the technological advances the nazis made and their war machines and stuff like that Mm -hmm. this scene of them the ints destroying isengard i've heard tell is sort of an example of nature nature emerging victorious over machinery love that love that yeah i think it's really cool it is very cool yeah because you you not only have the trees but you have the water mm-hmm. you have everything coming exactly. together yeah exactly mm-hmm. um okay so and one of my favorites seriously they're I, cool. I love it. I mean, we know yeah. you love the two towers. Yeah. And I mean, they're very central okay. to the two okay, towers. Okay, okay. That's very true. <laughs> you don't have to get sassy. Okay, moving on. Okay. Everybody's favorite. Well, yeah. at least ours. Yeah. What's this race we're about to talk about? A hobbit. The hobbits. Yep. We want to be hobbits. Mm-hmm. I do. I would even, like, take the big hairy feet just to be a hobbit oh absolutely yeah i deal with it i mean because you could walk around without shoes that's my dream really (sighs) it is your dream yeah it's a dream of your family really you like to wear shoes at all times the side of your family (laughs) loves to go barefoot and you make everybody uncomfortable because it's like 8 a.m on a saturday and you're lacing up shoes and we're like what i'm sorry where are you going if there is a football game on i need to wear shoes why because just in case they call you in i'm playing with them no that's no okay so anyway so what is a hobbit well bobby you're glad i I am so glad that you asked yes they are or were a little people about (laughs) half our height and smaller than the bearded dwarves. Yes. Hobbits have no beards. There is little or no magic about them except the ordinary everyday sort which helps them disappear quietly and quickly when large stupid folk like you and me come blundering along, making a noise like elephants which they can hear a mile off. They are inclined to be fat in the stomach. They dress in bright colors, chiefly green and yellow. They wear no shoes. Thank you very much. (laughs) Because their feet grow natural leathery soles and thick warm brown hair like the stuff on their heads, which is curly. Have long clever brown fingers, good natured faces, and laugh deep fruity laughs, especially after dinner, which they have twice a day when they can get it. That is an outstanding summary of what a hobbit is, and it sounds suspiciously like it's from Concerning Hobbits from Lord of the Rings. Well, from the first chapter of The Hobbit. Are you sure? Yes. Oh, man. I'm pretty sure that's in Concerning Hobbits in Lord of the Rings. Well, it's... Okay. I know The Hobbit. Okay. I... Okay. okay. But yeah, Hobbits are also known as halflings. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a... mm, Sort of endearing slash derisive description of them. Um, and they're considered half because hobbits are not technically like they technically wouldn't be half my height. They're over three feet tall. They're yes. like close to four feet, but they would have been half the height of a Numenorian. Yeah. Yes. Which were, they were over seven which feet Which you tall. can really see, um, you can visualize well. They did well in the movie mm-hmm. with the hobbits compared to Aragorn. Yes. Yeah, definitely. They're above you waist can height. See that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. 
for sure. And yeah, of course they're halflings because of account of their short stature. Um, and an interesting thing about hobbits mm-hmm. is so the other races of Middle Earth, when need be, they are willing to be adventurous yes. and go into action and go into war. Hobbits, they're content just to like hang out in the Shire. No, no, no. And not ever interact. No business doing that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're not a very adventurous people. They like their life. They do. And they have a nice life. They love maps. They love doilies. <laughs> they love good cake. food. Cake. And Bilbo loves his mother's glory box. He does. Whatever he that is. He does. He loves it. And you know what? More power to you, Bilbo. That's my mother's glory box. <laughs> Don't know what that is, Bilbo, but uh, okay. You just no, keep rocking you. on. Yep. No, thank you. Yes. So there's three types of hobbits. What are they? We have the Harfoots, mm-hmm. which are the most numerous yes. of the hobbit races. Mm-hmm. There are also the Stores, which are they're a little bit different than hobbits that we're familiar with because they actually have an affinity for water yes and most can't swim yeah hobbits don't because that's one of the big things about uh frodo's parents they drown oh that's right they drown in a boat on the lake and then of course sam and sam can't swim man so yeah but bilbo's like bilbo's or excuse me the frodo's parents deaths are considered scandalous like what were they doing on a boat in the water (laughs) yeah yeah. like what could have they been doing yeah so yeah they're a little bit different than uh most hobbits that you would see and then you also have the fallow hides which are the most adventurous sort of hobbit so probably very little fallow hides very few fallow hides, which I'm interested to are know the, if the, the Tooks are from yeah. the fallow hides. I would imagine. Because it's always considered the Tookish side yeah. that is the adventurous side. And I would imagine the Baggins are Harfoots. Probably. Yeah. Because they like to just sit at home and, and eat good food and drink good ale and they seven are... seven meals a day. Good to go. Yep. Can I tell you what a glory box is? Oh, yes. You sure can. Please. What is a glory uh, box, Heinz? for a hope chest. So What's a hope it's chest? a hope chest. <laughs> no. No. Is this common knowledge? Uh, yes. I mean, a lot to of who? people don't have hope chests now, but they are chests that young unmarried women would start collecting things for marriage, like linens, dishes. Oh. Oh, so it. So Bilbo's got a lot of items. keepsakes his, from his, his mother. His mom's fine china. He is upset when the dwarves use that. Right? Yes. So it must be something like that. Yeah. But the dwarves treat it with respect. Well, they throw it around. But they don't break anything. But they threw it around. <laughs> it would stress certain people out. Yes. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Yes, absolutely. So, anyways, if you can't tell, we love hobbits. Yeah. I mean, that's really what we're all striving for here. Oh, who would not want to be a hobbit? I don't know. I'm not trying to like be an elf or a ma- I mean, mm. I'm a human. I'm, I was gonna, a I'm not trying yeah. to be a human. <laughs> I'm just like, I mean, being middle, an elf would Earth, be kind of cool. They just seem like hard lives, you know? And the hobbits, like, look at where they live. It's beautiful. Oh, yes. Beautiful. Yes. So, that we, I mean, we don't need to convince each other here. No. So. No, we're good. Moving we're good on. on. The hobbit thing. Moving on. So those were the free peoples. Yes. 
of Middle Earth. So what happens when you're not free? You are not free, <laughs> which <laughs> would mean you are enslaved. Yes. Yes. So let's talk about these peeps, okay? Okay. So enslaved meaning... But they're not people. Right? At the hands Some of... of Sauron. Yes. Under you, the you, sway of uh, evil. Yes. Yeah. Under the sway of evil. You you are under his power. Yes. Yeah. You're not free to make your own decisions. Yeah. Um, so first of all, we have the men, the the evil men in particular. So specifically, we have the ringwraiths. Yeah. Okay. So. The who, ultimate servants of evil. Yes. So who were the ringwraiths? So the ringwraiths were once men. Mm-hmm. And they were the nine kings given the nine rings of power. Yes. By Sauron. Yeah. In the second age? Third age? Third. Third age? Yeah. Okay. Third is all Sauron. Yeah. Third is all Sauron. Mm-hmm. Okay. So very early in the third age, they were given rings of power by Sauron. And one of the things about men that differentiates them from other races of Middle Earth is above all else, they desire power. Yes. And so these men had a lust for power and were willing to do anything and everything to acquire power. And so they fell right into what Sauron wanted to do. And as a result, they didn't die per se. Yeah. They kind of faded into the shadow realm. Yeah. And so they kind of have this half existence between Mm -hmm. the actual world and some dark spiritual world yeah which they can die though they can be destroyed um yeah i guess destroyed would be a better word for it yes um but yeah until that point they haven't died they haven't they've lived lived. they've existed yeah for thousands of years yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and they are it gets to the point where they are completely beholden to Sauron's mm-hmm. will. They and they were imprisoned. Yes, they were. For a very long time. Yes. But then when Sauron rose again to power, they escaped. They they escaped. They got going. The most prominent, the leader of the nine ringwraiths is, of course, the witch king of yes. Angmar. Yeah. Um, it's a cool name. And he's a bad son of a gun it's a really cool name though it is a really cool name yeah so um so they relentlessly hunted for the one ring to bring it back to their master right that was really the means of their existence yes whatever sauron's will is is their will Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. they're completely and utterly controlled by sauron Mm -hmm. yes um what about some other less savory individuals the orcs yeah so they were first bred by morgoth and they have their own language they do yeah orcish and they lived specifically in the misty mountains and mordor okay so talking about the hobbit Mm -hmm. we see goblins in the hobbit we do and not orcs okay okay so there is a difference there is a difference okay goblins are most often referred to the smaller sub-race that live in the Misty Mountains. Okay. They, goblins as a whole don't seem to be as developed as orcs. Okay. Not as intelligent, things like that. Oh, okay. So the orcs, however, were not created. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, so they were bred, and that's important. They weren't created, since quote evil cannot create, only corrupt. Right. Yeah. So they were bred, um, and then Sauron and Saruman bred an unusually large and powerful type of orc called the Urukai. The Urukai. Yes. Yeah. Big difference being goblins and orcs cannot operate during daylight. Yes. They are repulsed by daylight. Yes. But yeah. Urukai doesn't bother them. Yeah. And Urukai, correct me if I'm wrong, are sort of a mix between orcs and elves. There's legend has it that orcs in general are bred by using elves and something something creepy yeah but yeah Urukai were bred i think more so with elves okay to become much more developed because they're larger yeah more physically imposing yeah more adept in warfare yes things like that yes. yeah they don't die as easily right it seems yeah they're tough yeah. to kill yeah, yeah for mm-hmm. sure they're they're tough to deal with yeah because you can always escape an orc or a goblin by like, okay, it's daylight. We got out. Like, let's yeah. run away. But yes. Urukai can just keep chasing you. Yeah. And they have incredible endurance. Good luck getting away. Yeah. They don't stop. They just keep coming at you. <laughs> yeah. They keep coming at you. So there's also, of course, other monstrous races mm-hmm. of Middle Earth. Um, and one of them, which we see most prominently, I would say, in The Hobbit, are trolls. Yes. Mm-hmm. And what's the deal with trolls? So trolls were said that... So it said that they were created by Morgoth. So again, Morgoth, like, dude, relax. Okay? Yeah. Like, what, what, he's, what's your he's deal, dog? so many things. Um, created, quote, in mockery of the Ents. Hmm. Interesting. Because trolls are large. Yes. They're larger beings than orcs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're really dumb. They are not smart. Yes. So they're easily controlled. What do they call Bilbo? A, 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 a flurber. Oh. Flurber hobbit. Yeah. Something like no, no, that. No, a burr a hobbit. Burr a hobbit. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. 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 They cannot pronounce words, <laughs> yeah. apparently. They are easily outwitted by, which hobbits are clever. Mm-hmm. So they're easily outwitted by Bilbo. Yes. In the hobbit. Yeah. Um, you also see trolls in Lord of the Rings, at least in the films, that are more bestial and monstrous. Yeah, as is everything in Lord of the Rings compared to The Hobbit. Yeah, you know the true. trolls. The trolls in The Hobbit are very comical. They're quite in- funny. incredibly comical. Yes, you know. Um, whereas the trolls in Lord of the Rings are used for warfare. Yes, and scary. Right. Yeah. And they have, trolls have a significant weakness. Yes. They're not just repelled by sunlight. What does sunlight do to them? It destroys them. It turns them into stone. Yeah. They're done. Completely destroys their, I mean, because they're done. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing, there's no coming back. Yeah. It's just they're stone statues after that. Yeah. So interesting that. Like you mentioned, evil cannot create, it can only corrupt. Mm -hmm. So it creates sort of this, they're monstrous creatures, but at the same time, they are severely flawed. Yes. They don't have, like, you know, elves, humans, hobbits, dwarves, 
dwarves probably don't like sunlight very much. They like to delve in their minds, but it doesn't well, like hurt because them. Because they're just trying to get more gold. Yeah, but it doesn't know? hurt them. Yeah. 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 So it's interesting yeah. to consider that. Um, there's also some uh, some creatures that we encounter. First, I think we encounter them with Tom Bombadil and the hobbits, right? Yeah, he saves them. Yes. He saves the hobbits. And they're called mm-hmm. Barrow Whites. Mm-hmm. W-I-G-H-T. Yes. White. And they're sort of they're dark spirits that are apparently sent by the Witch King of Angmar. And they possess and animate the bodies and bones of the former kings of the Dunedain. Ugh. You know? Gross. So are they yeah. kind of like um incorporeal? Like yeah, they're they're they animate the bodies like well, I guess they animate the bodies. So they're you can hit them. Yeah. I suppose. I see it as, um, what did Voldemort do? What are those called? It starts with an N. Um, how he would animate the bodies of the dead. Necromancy? But what were they called? They were called something, right? I don't know. Necromancy is dealing with the dead, like reanimating the dead, but. Let me see. In Fury. The Inferi? Okay. Yeah. So they were, well, these were specifically people that he murdered. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah. And Inferius is a dead body reanimated. Yeah. So kind of like that. You see it in the lake around the Horcrux. You yes. Know? Oh, yeah. 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 For sure. Kind of seems like that. It does well, seem like that. I would imagine an Inferius more seems like a barrow white because this came first it did come first so, absolutely there we go absolutely yeah so um the barrow whites specifically haunted the barrow downs near Bree. yes so that's where the hobbits encounter them and then where they further encounter tom bombadil near and tom Bree. comes and yeah. saves them yes and yep. speaking of tom speaking bombadil, of tom just some other characters that we find in lord of the rings yes yeah we've had an entire episode dedicated to tom Bombadil. we have episode three, three. yeah yeah our he first was the character first deep character deep dive, deep dive. Yeah. yeah which is a bold choice it i've was. been told um but tom is an interesting fellow we don't know a whole lot about him but he is apparently incredibly powerful yes I would say we know a lot and a little about him. Yeah, the ring has no effect on him. Yeah. To him, it is a mere trinket. Yep. Doesn't care. And I think as we talked about in the episode that we did on him so many months ago. Yeah. Because we're just rocking on on this podcast, going all the way to a million episodes. All the way to a million. Um, Tom is... You expect him to play a large role mm-hmm. in the War for the Ring. Yes. Because he is so incredibly powerful. Yeah. But he doesn't. He doesn't. He just... Keeps on keeping on. Cool being there with... Uh, oh, what's his wife's name? Uh, it starts with a G. Gold... Gold... Goldenberry. Goldenberry. Yeah. Goldenberry. He's yeah. just cool chilling there with Goldenberry, and he's not even concerned about what happens, apparently. Yep. Doesn't even care. Yeah. They want to give the ring to Tom at the Council of Elrond, and they decide not to because they're afraid he'll just lose it because he doesn't care that much. Which he probably would. Probably. <laughs> yeah. 
Speaking of Goldenberry, um, or gold is it Goldenberry or Goldberry? Can't remember. One of the know. two. Goldberry or Goldenberry. Remember. She is River Spirit. Yes, she is. <laughs> <laughs> and she obviously, like we said, is married to Tom Bombadil. She is. But we also see a lot of River Spirits in Lord of the Rings. Yes. Or, I'm sorry, Middle Earth. In Middle We're not Earth. talking just specifically Lord of the Rings. Sorry. Right. Um, yeah, so River Spirits, different, really different spirits are seen throughout oh, yeah. Middle Earth. And then, of course, we have giants. Mm-hmm. And um, like the stone giants in The Hobbit. Yes. Well, and are they in Lord of the Rings? I know they're in the um, the Misty Mountains, but I don't recall. I don't recall giants yeah. in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Um, and then we have the wargs. Yes, which are giant wolf-like creatures. Yes. Yeah. And those are terrifying. Yeah, they're not good. Used mostly as... Mounts? Yes, thank you. By the orcs? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. And then we have... I think we both really like this I, character. I, yeah, I really want to talk about him. Okay. Yeah. So he is in The Hobbit. He is. And his name is Beorn. Yes. And he is a shapeshifter. He is a shapeshifter. Does he get another... Do they call him a skin changer? Yeah, skin changer. Skin mm-hmm. changer. Yeah. And he can transform... He's a large... He has the appearance of a large man. Mm-hmm. And he can transform into a giant monstrous bear. Yeah. And he makes clear in The Hobbit that at one point, he's one of very few left. Yeah. But at one point, his people were much more numerous. Mm-hmm. But they've been eradicated by the forces of evil and he's definitely a character where nobody is necessarily safe with him right yeah he's not good he's not bad he's what you would call in dungeons and dragons parlance i think chaotic neutral okay he's just does his own thing he's not really concerned with what the different warring sides are doing it's really just kind of up to him and the mood he's in, what he's going to do. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But we know he hates orcs. Yes. Even more than dwarves. <laughs> yes, because he does hate dwarves as well. I mean... I mean a lot of people. A the lot dwarves of make do. it kind of easy. Yeah, yeah. To dislike them. But Bayorn is a cool character. Mm-hmm. He really is a cool character. And it's a shame that... I wonder how long-lived skin changers are. I don't know. He seems like he's pretty old. He does. Yeah. Kind of wanted him to reappear in Lord of the Rings. And, I did too. And fight. Yeah. But I did it too. never happened. Yeah. They're going the wrong way. So. Going the wrong way. Oh, you mean not in his direction? Yeah. 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 He's cool in his little region. Yeah. 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 For sure. Um, and then we have finally dragons. Which, man, super powerful beings. Yes. Terrifying. Yes. Smaug is incredibly powerful mm-hmm. in The Hobbit. Yes. Um, really, Smaug kind of sees his demise due to, I think, his own hubris. Oh, yeah. He thinks he's unstoppable. Yes. Which, I mean, he really is. In many ways. It just happened. It's just a happenstance, you know? Which, in Middle Earth, are dragons inherently evil? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Because I know they are concerned that they that Sauron is going to recruit Smaug. Yeah. For his side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, yeah, because that's really... So why is Gandalf so interested in getting these 12 dwarves back to Erebor? Right. Why does it matter? Exactly. And that's why. Mm-hmm. Is because they're concerned that Smaug is going to be recruited by what they think is the necromancer. Yes. Yeah. Gandalf's so really ulterior motives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, does he care about them? Yeah, sure. But we don't really, correct me if I'm wrong, but we don't, other than, we know that there are dragons that exist in Middle-earth, but in the narrative, we don't encounter another one other than No, Smaug. he's one of the last. He's one of the last yeah, ones Yeah, he's left. one of the last. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Yeah. But then we have, what's the thing that the Witch King rides on? Fell Beast. What is that? I think it's just called a fell beast. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. It's okay. sort of yeah, because it's dragon-ish. Much, uh, much smaller, though. Much smaller, doesn't yeah. breathe fire, doesn't yeah. have the impervious scales. It's just gross looking. It's nasty. Yeah. yeah. But dragons, very cool. Super Smaug cool. Smaug is one of my favorites of all time. Dragons are really an interesting creature because in some stories they could be good, they could be bad, depends. In mm-hmm. some stories, like apparently in Middle-earth, they're just all bad well they're just motivated by their motives by greed yeah by greed they Mm -hmm. want treasure yeah yeah they're kind of like giant scaly fire-breathing dwarves (laughs) exactly (laughs) exactly all right well that wraps up middle earth it really doesn't no, but, <laughs> there's so much more. But, but we did our best here. This was a really quick two episodes. <laughs> yes. Cliff Notes version. Yeah, yeah. If you use Cliff Notes when you were in school like we did. Yeah, if you didn't, then I don't. you're lucky. I don't know. You work too hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, this wraps it up. Mm-hmm. If you have anything that you want to add or something that we missed, by all means, email us because we 100% miss things. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Um, and we're always looking to learn. Ab- oh, yeah. Of course we are. Because it's so much information. <laughs> so much. Yeah. Those of you Tolkien scholars out there, please educate yes. us. Please do. Please yes. do. All right. Well, if you want to continue the journey, find us on social media on Instagram at the fig pod, and you can email us at the at gmail.com. Find us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash the fig pod and become a patron of ours and find our merch at T public. And please do not forget to rate review and subscribe so that you never miss another episode of the fantasy in general podcast. See you next week. See you later.